You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Hey, it is so good to see you this morning. How are we, church? We're good? Are we good? Who's had their coffee this morning? Who's had their coffee? Revival in a cup. It is good. Revival happens in the morning in a cup called coffee. Jesus made coffee. He turned water into coffee. I don't know. It's good. Hey, I've got a word on my heart this morning um, that I really believe that God is going is to shift some things in your world this morning. He's going to do something powerful in you. And um, who's ready? Who's ready and willing for God to do something in their life this morning? Who's, who's, who's hungry to see God move in their world? You don't sound too enthused. I'm going to be honest. Who's hungry to see God move on the inside of us this morning? Come on. I, tell, I reckon, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't realize I'm hungry. Sometimes I don't realize that, that uh, I haven't eaten breakfast, haven't eaten lunch, and sometimes I don't realize I'm hungry until I drive past McDonald's and I get a whiff of like what they're cooking. And uh, all of a sudden, my stomach grumbles and says, you need to turn around, you need to U-turn, you need to drive over the medium strip, Just you need to get to McDonald's because you need a cheeseburger, because you're hungry. And uh, I think it's the same with the presence of God. Uh, when we get in the presence of God and we worship, we realize how hungry we are, and we didn't realize it, that our spirit is hungry for God, that our soul is hungry for God. And uh, this morning, i got a word for you this morning from John 4. Uh, which are probably, is probably familiar to you. It's about the woman at the well. Who knows the story of the woman at the well? Come on, let's turn, to me, turn with me to John 4, and we're going to read about the woman at the well. And uh, I believe God's got some things that he wants to share to you this morning. Let me know when you're there. Who's got the analog Bibles holding in the air? Be proud. Who's got the digital Bibles? Good. Everyone's got their Bibles. Good. That's great. Come on. John chapter 4. Now Jesus learns that the Pharisees that uh, Jesus learns that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more of the disciples than John, although in fact he was not it was not Jesus who was baptizing, but it was his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. This is where the story starts. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? Will you give me a drink? I'm a bit parched, Jesus is saying. Will you give me a drink? See, the disciples had gone into town to buy some food. They've gone to buy their, their Zinger box meal from KFC. Um, or the Big Mac meal, whatever tickles your fancy. I know the, uh, the hoppies down here, yeah, loves KFC. So the disciples, Callan, he's gone off, he's gone to get some KFC, he's gone through drive through the disciples are gone, but Jesus is there with the Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman, how can you ask me for a drink? For Jews don't associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God... And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. 
Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also the sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Lord, I just thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray that it would, it would fall on good ground this morning and it would produce a mighty harvest, a mighty crop in our lives. Lord, that it would take root in our heart and that it would do the work that you set it out to do, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that we'll have fun in the house this morning and that um, we just have a great Sunday and I pray you bless everyone here in your mighty name. Amen. So this is... Who's familiar with this story? Everyone is kind of familiar with the story. We've heard this story before. It's actually one of my favorite stories in Scripture. I love it. I continually ponder over it. I reckon for the last seven years, I just, I've been pondering on this Scripture, and I continually get more and more and more from this Scripture. But to set the story, to set the scene, Jesus is on his way, and uh, he has to go through Samaria. You see, there was a shortcut through Samaria, and that's where most of the Jews went. And as we know, a lot of us know that the Jews and the Samaritans didn't mix well. The Samaritans were kind of, they were like the outcasts, they were the backsliders, you know. Jews didn't associate with them. They're kind of like the people who, who left church and... Um, and then we see them at the shopping center, but we don't want to talk to them because they left church. Oh. But Jesus said, I have to go to Samaria. And Jesus went to Samaria. He went to the place where no other Jew was going, and he sat down at a well with a woman. Now, you have to understand in the cultural times of the day that let alone a Jewish man talking to a Samaritan, no way would it be happening that a man would be talking to a woman. So here we've got, we've got multiple strikes in this scenario where Jesus is just breaking all convention. Jesus is, is just going against all things set before him and he's just breaking through. He's breaking new ground and he's talking to a woman. He's talking to a Samaritan and we know the rest of the story. She's also a bit of a social outcast because of, of her lifestyle. But Jesus is there and he seeks her out and he sits down with this woman. And he starts to ask her questions, and he starts to delve into her world. And the first thing that starts to happen is he says, will you give me a drink? That'd be interesting having Jesus come to you and say, will you give me a drink? Will you give me a drink? What do you got? I got some Coke. I don't know about you, but a nice um, vanilla Coke on a hot summer day when you crack that can open and it's cold and you start drinking that Coke. Who's with me? Is anyone a Coke fan? No one's with me. Pepsi. Pepsi, who drinks Pepsi? No one drinks Pepsi, right? It's Coke. Coke, Pepsi. They've got some Pepsi drinkers. No, everyone's healthy, organic, and kombucha tea. <laughs> kombucha tea, yes, Simon Ashley, love it. Jesus says, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman replied, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God who was to ask you for a drink, you would have asked him. But I love this second part. The woman says, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, 
as did his sons and livestock. This is my first point this morning. We've been talking about vision. We've been focusing on vision, the vision of this house, the outworking of the vision of this house. But this morning what I, want, I believe God wants to do is he wants to talk about the vision of your heart. He wants to talk about the culture and the vision of your heart. What's the culture of your heart? What's the going on in your heart? What's the vision? What's the orientation and the focus and the hope of your life, of your heart? And here there's a woman who is not God. She doesn't know Jesus. She's sitting at the well. She's going through a day-by-day kind of thing. And here Jesus is. And Jesus is offering her something. Jesus is offering her living water. But she starts to bring up physical arguments. See, Jesus is he's addressing a spiritual condition. But she's responding with physical, natural responses. And my first point this morning, and I think it's very interesting uh, that the woman responds and she says, are you, are you greater than our father Jacob who built this well? And my first point this morning, if you're taking notes, says the, the title of my note is, Don't let the past things prevent the future thing. I believe God is offering something new, which is not new. He was a lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, but he's offering something fresh. He's offering something straight from the kingdom of heaven. He's offering things that will satisfy and purify and cleanse your soul. But here the woman is, and I think we do it a lot too. We say, but I've been coming to this well for decades. My family's been coming to this well. I've been, I've been doing this tradition. I've been doing this thing. I've been, uh, we've been going to that church. Whatever it might be in your life that is a, is a functional savior, that is a well that you've been drawing from in your life, don't use it as an excuse to restrict what God wants to give to you this morning, what God wants to, the new thing that God wants to give to you. You see, the, the Samaritan woman was comparing her past victories to the current reality that Jesus was offering her. Some of us live in past victories, which are awesome, but don't let it prevent what God wants to do now. The new wine can't be poured into old wineskin. And Jesus, I believe, the Holy Spirit is here and he's saying, I have something for you. But don't let your past experiences prevent stepping into the new thing. See, it requires faith. What this woman was relying on was past experiences, but what she needed to push into was faith. She needed to step into the new thing that God had for her. She didn't understand the dysfunction in her soul. She didn't understand the disparity in her soul, the emptiness. And so she was relying on past things, the thing that kept her coping day in, day out, the thing that she went to. It might be TV for us. We might just go to, we might want to entertain ourselves every day. We think it's going to satisfy the longing in our soul. She came to the well every day. What's your well that you come to every day? What's the thing that you rely on? to satisfy your soul. Because we always do it. We're, we're, we're humans and we always go back to the things of past that have served us well. But Jesus is saying, there's a new thing. i got something for you. i got a hope for you. i got a life for you. He's saying, turn on your eyes of faith. I've got things for you that you don't even understand. 
Don't rely, don't sit in the past, don't wait in the past. He says, step forth into the new thing I have for you this morning. It's phenomenal. This woman and God is sitting together. God, and she doesn't even realize that God is sitting right in front of her. God is sitting right in front of you this morning. God is sitting in front of your circumstance. God is sitting in front of the thing in your soul that is dry. And here Jesus is. He's asking her for a drink, which I think is funny, but he just eggs on the conversation and he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You see, there are things in our world that we try to fulfill a dryness with that I think we don't even really realize that I think we don't even understand. It's just, we just do it every day, in, in and out, every day, and we don't even realize that we're relying on these things. And I believe God's going to show us those things this morning because God has a river. There is a river of living water. See, when Jesus was talking to this woman and said, I have a river of living water, uh, she would have perceived that as you have a stream. So they used to call uh, rivers of living water that it, instead of a well that you'd have to draw out of, it'd be a stream. And here Jesus is saying, there's a stream that I have for you. It's a constant flow. It's fresh. It's clean. It's clear. It's been running over the rocks. It's got nutrients in it that nothing in a well could ever give you. And she's saying, where is this? I need this. And the hunger of her heart begins to heighten. She starts to get hungry for what God has, but she doesn't yet realize that it's a spiritual thing, not a physical thing. I believe I was talking to someone the other day that we're in a funny time in history. I mean, it's, it's interesting with social media, with technology, and there's all these things, but I find people and I find myself going from one thing to another looking for something to satisfy. I know we're saved. We've been saved by grace. But God has more for us. You see, some of us might be chasing contentment in our life to satisfy the longing in our heart. We hunger for contentment and we see things on social media. We see what other people are doing and we see they must be content. They must have peace in their life. I need that. And people will spend their entire life, people will spend 20, 30 years, it might, be, it might be wealth, people will chase false hopes, people will chase false dreams, things that they're going to think that are going to satisfy them. And then the funny thing is, and the sad thing is, is that the realization of their hope, the realization of their goal or the vision of their heart is actually the demise of their hope. And we reach these goals and we grab a hold of these things that might give us energy, that might give us drive for years and years and we only achieve it and realize that it was an empty hope. That it was a vain pursuit. That it promised something that it couldn't fulfill. And here the woman was drawing water, trying to fulfill something 
that could never be fulfilled. And Jesus says, I have living water. I have something that you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again. You will not have to keep coming back day in, day out to these things that you think are going to fulfill your world. Is this all right, church? We're good. I just, I just feel like God put this on my heart, and I really, I, really, um, I really took it seriously. And I believe God wants to open up something. God wants to reveal something to us this morning. And so God is asking, what well are you drawing from? Because you will only be thirsty again. You will only be thirsty again. You can't expect a physical solution to your spiritual dysfunction. Some of us put hope in our holidays, in our physical surroundings, our circumstances, our personal image, social status, the power. Some of us live out our lives placing hope in things that promise this sense of contentment and fulfillment. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus is the only one that can satisfy the longing of your heart. Jesus is the only hope. Jesus is the answer for a broken and dying world. New things, new cars, new, new experiences in life will never satisfy and will never be the answer to a broken and hungry and thirsty world. And I believe God is saying, come and drink from the rivers of living water that I have in offer for you today. It will fulfill your soul. It will satisfy every single need. It says, don't, he says, don't put hope in your circumstances your circumstances might never change, but Jesus, God, will never change. He is there. He is always there. He is our strength. He is our hope. He is our strong refuge, our tower. He is the hope of the world. He is the light of the world. And I believe today, God even now is starting to reveal things to us, that the wells in our world that we keep coming to. And Jesus continues, he says, as this woman was bringing different excuses to God and saying, yeah, but this thing has satisfied my need for a long time. This thing has satisfied my need for a long time. What about this? Can you, are you greater than Jacob's well? And Jesus answers, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will come, in, will come to them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Is there a spring in your world this morning? God wants to unveil that, that well. God wants to unveil that spring in your life this morning. I believe God wants to see rivers of living water flowing in your life like you've never experienced it before. And all it takes is for us to come to Him and ask Him, that's what he said to the woman. He said, you should have just asked. You could have just asked and I would have given you the water that you, deserve, you require. Not the water you deserve, but the water you need. And so this morning, I believe that God wants to, wants to birth new springs of living water on the inside of us. I believe that we no longer are going to go to the wells of the past, but God is going to do a new thing. Later in the passage, it's really interesting. Could I have the, would the band be able to come back up? What's the vision of your heart? 
Is it Jesus? Is it the kingdom of God? What's the orientation? What have you placed your hope in? Where have you misplaced your hope this morning? Have you misplaced it in things? Have you misplaced it in circumstances? To place your hope in God. And I really believe that God's going to do a powerful work here this morning. And later on in this passage, the disciples come back from KFC. They're having a good time. They got their Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, you gotta get Mountain Dew. They got their Zinger box. They got their Zinger chicken wings or whatever they're called. <laughs> they're coming back and they've had their feed. And they say to Jesus, because Jesus is hungry, Jesus is tired. He was fully man and fully God. And Jesus, they come to Jesus and they say, they say, aren't you hungry? Aren't you thirsty? Do you need something to eat? But he said to them, he says, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. He says, then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him some food? They're like, someone, one of the Samaritans bring him some KFC, I don't know. Did he get drive-through? Did he get takeaway? Did he get delivery? Deliveroo? He says, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. And this morning, I believe there's two camps of people. Some of us have been going to, to wells that aren't Jesus. Some of us have been putting hope in things that isn't him. And we've been constantly drawing from that well, but we've been constantly thirsty. And it's been a vain hope. But this morning, if you put your hope in God, if you put your hope in Jesus, new streams of living water are going to flow in your life. And second group of people, I believe that, as Jesus said, He said, my food is to do the will of my Father. You see, there's streams of living water happening in Jesus' life. He's, he's Jesus. He says, the thing that's going to sustain me in advancing the kingdom of God is to do the will of my Father. So there's two things here that he's teaching his disciples. He's teach, he's, he saw the woman got saved, the whole village got saved. We know the end of the story. So there's streams of living water and then there's food for doing the will of the Father. I'll tell you what, when you partner with God in advancing the kingdom, there's a spiritual nourishment. There's a, there's a food from the Father. There's something that will satisfy our soul even more, that will fill our bellies as we advance the kingdom, is to do the will of the Father. At the start of this passage, Jesus said, will you give me a drink? And the Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Uh, and it's funny, it's interesting that Jesus asks her for a drink. Am I on? I'm on. Because we know that Jesus, he did drink. He did drink. He took the cup that we were meant to drink. He took the wrath of God. And so he drank our cup became sin and hung on a cross and died for us so we could drink of His living water. 
And all he says is that you have to ask for it. You just have to ask. You can just leave that well and you can just come and ask the Father to drink from the rivers of living water. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.